Nuance nostalgia, it's the 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live. Live, live. Nuance nostalgia, it's the 90s vibe. Come and tap in, we're keeping it live. Live, live. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nuance Nostalgia. I'm Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my co-host, the the beautiful Caitlin Valentine Queen herself, Jordan. Valentine <laughs> Queen, hello. Hello, and Hi. welcome to our special Valentine couple of episodes here. Uh, we're going to be looking at some rom-coms this week and the next. This week, we're looking at He's Just Not That Into You, uh, 2009 by... Uh, Ken uh, Kalpi, I believe is how you pronounce the director's name. Yeah. Starring uh, Jennifer Goodwin, Scarlett Johansson, Bradley Cooper, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Connelly, Kevin Connelly, Justin Long, Jennifer Aniston, and Drew Barrymore. Three Jennifers in this one. <laughs> yeah. There's so, so many people in this. They're in a it's lot like, of storylines. Yeah. And it's, it's that ensemble cast like they were doing for a second back then with yes. like this and then valentine's day and new year's day or whatever it yeah, was. And, yeah and um it all started with uh, love actually yeah and it just, which yeah. is probably the only good one that out, out of all of those yeah this, this one's not great we're going to talk about it but before we do are you in the the valentine mood are you in the fest <laughs> the festivities of valentine i would say <laughs> I'd say that I am. That's I don't great. even know what the festivities would be. Just eating candy, I don't eating know. eating chocolates, feeling for feeling love, kissing. <laughs> Some free ASMR for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got the we got the room, a little Valentine themed. Yeah, the red lights go on, the roses, the hearts. This wow. is the roses from him. So everyone, wow, give a clap, clap for me. Yes, bare minimum. I appreciate it. These are some nice roses. They're pretty good. Yes. Yeah, they look good. They, yeah. uh, by, nice pink and red moment. By yeah. next week when we record the second episode, how will they look then? We will Probably see. Probably not as good. <laughs> we'll see. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so he's just not that into you. I saw this in theaters. Haven't seen it since 2009. Well, I was, <laughs> I was very surprised you saw this in theaters uh, because I don't know. I guess I didn't expect that. But. I didn't either. I didn't realize I did until the first scene came on. I was like, oh, yeah, I saw this. And I like remember the theater. I saw that. I saw it with my mom and, and Lizzie, my cousin. That is so funny. Uh, in 2009. Oh, my God. Which we would have been in junior high at that yeah, time. Yeah, we were definitely in middle school when this came out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it, I feel like... It definitely shows because the, a lot of these themes in this, I don't, I do not agree with anymore. I don't know if I ever, I don't think I ever fully understand anything in this movie, honestly. Because yeah. I saw, because it was uh, like 2009, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was in sixth, seventh grade. So this movie never had a relationship before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these themes are way above my reading comprehension at the time. You know. Well, a lot of these themes aren't uh, portrayed. It's super great either. And I'll, I'll, yeah. This movie attempts, and I say attempts because it doesn't successfully do it. (laughs) It attempts to look at relationships through a, a, a female lens or a woman's lens yeah even uh, though a man directed but it. it's directed by a man yeah. and that lens is very quickly warped yeah uh by what his lens what it would be yeah and so it definitely uh comes off as as not not even just forced but also wrong in a lot of ways um many ways yeah yeah and and so this is a very a very interesting movie in that regard and probably it's just so many things like i i really thought this movie was so good back then i thought yeah. it was so like grown and i was like oh my god like such a rom-com you know what i mean loved yeah. it watching it back now i'm like what is going on yeah like i don't know 
I'm sure at the time it was it was good for what I needed, but I definitely didn't understand. Like watching it now, I was like, I had no idea like this was in it. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's it's love actually, but worse and in the MySpace era. It's what this movie is. Um <laughs> worse specifically, and then yes, also yeah. in the MySpace era, because I mean that was a little bit before our time, I will say. Yeah. Because uh because my first social media was Facebook. I was on MySpace a lot from like you 2007 were. to But you also had a little, you had like older siblings, or not siblings, I should say, cousins that were right. kind of like in, they were in the know about that sort of thing. Right. And One I, <laughs> sneeze break. Excuse um, me. Yes. Sorry. But, but anyway, yeah. So for me, I had to discover it myself. So I have one older brother. He's a year older. So we were both in the same yeah. age group. So anyway. MySpace is a little bit beyond me, but the way they were talking about how to communicate with people was really funny. Yeah, yeah. there's one scene, um, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but what you're referring to is there's one scene where uh, one girl is like, it's so hard to, to date these days because you get their number and you call them and they send back a text to your BlackBerry and then, then you call their home phone and then they send you an email to your work email. Then you respond on their work home email. Your home email. What do you mean you have two different emails? You no. can't log into both of them? It, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, is, and, and maybe that's something that people really had trouble with in 2009. I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. And I didn't <laughs> care to look it up. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just and then like there's like one uh, clip of I think it might have been Drew Barrymore's character. Who knows what her name was? Doesn't matter. But uh, she was like, people just don't meet organically these days. Like, yeah. you know, 2009, they were saying that, which is crazy. And now we're in the age of dating apps, you know. Yeah. But but anyway, it's just <laughs> If you go on on Amazon to rent this movie, which is what we did, it says like in the bio, it's like an all all star cast uh, come together for a a rom-com for today's crowd or something. It's like a very savage uh, right now on the nose like type of thing for like people that are survivors of the dating world. Yeah, the dating wars. And it's so funny. That's what it was. It's so funny because it's like right now. 2009 i just never went to change that <laughs> never <laughs> yeah same. i mean i'm sure it was right now for 2009 but yeah just so many outdated not only outdated technological things <sighs> but outdated ways of thinking i would say yeah yeah and, and ways that arguably were never okay but yeah. you know this movie almost attempts to have like almost a feminism sort of girl power stance they but, tried but, but you just, know it does not succeed and and look all movements come in baby steps that's the way it is it's like so, how yeah. whenever we get so you know somebody will get these news sites all the time it's like uh a first gay couple in star wars i feel like i've seen six movies with the first gay couple yeah. and it's always background characters kissing that they can easily cut out in other markets right. it's always baby steps and this feels like a baby step toward a more modern movie that's yeah, I yeah. that's a good point yeah you can't really just come out the gate with like something i guess we're used to a very different sort of yeah you know that sort of feminism movie i guess but right but yeah i suppose you're right yeah um the way that they portray this on imdb the the description is this baltimore set movie of interconnecting story arcs deals it was in baltimore it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> i guess that makes sense because they're on the water at some point there's so much about this that like we just had no idea what was going on the whole time yeah, i don't think I they did it. a very good job of like explaining a lot of specifics it's it's there's too many it's too bloated there's too many characters there's too and, much going on and you forget who knows who yeah, yeah but it says, and why uh, they know each other anyway. Yeah. yeah, this Baltimore set movie of interconnecting story arcs deals with the challenges of reading or misreading human behavior, and that is a well. That I don't is, know if that's 
<laughs> I don't know about that one. It's interesting. That's that's the goal at some point in this movie. I wouldn't say it's the entire movie. And also, um, nobody in this acts like a real human. So it's it doesn't do a good job with that either. Like, I don't know if, like, because in my mind, like, maybe that's what they think. But, like, I guess the way it is for me personally is this man thinks that this is how these how women operate yeah and it's just like not true there are there are four storylines in this all the characters interweave into the other storylines because they're all know each other or friends or work with each other something and so it gets very confusing remembering who is who yeah and also who who? who knows who and how they know each other and it, it gets very this movie is bloated and you can tell the they it's two hours and nine minutes and really it probably needed for everybody to understand what was happening another 30 minutes but it was already bad so nobody's going to add 30 more minutes to this movie (laughs) yeah um yeah on a budget of 40 million dollars it grossed 178.4 million dollars so when you added marketing and everything it probably made 100 million just Mm. you know pretty pretty good Mm. um this was back in the day of the rom-coms we don't really get the theatrical releases anymore you know now they go straight to netflix yeah that's true yeah the only thing recently has been anyone but you with Sidney sweeney and powell but I don't know if anyone. I don't know if people saw that. To be honest, it apparently did well because it had a really low budget, so it's done well. Yeah, that's kind of the key to these now. You can't really blow up the budget. It'd be hard to get like a big ensemble cast like, like this that. now. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, now you'd want to keep it around twenty million, probably instead of forty. Yeah, hundred percent. And then I feel like these days now it's definitely about creating drama, like you know what i mean on the internet so people are talking about it yeah i mean one of the the only things i know about that movie is that there was a whole rumor that the two leads had an affair and that's like that doesn't tell me anything about the movie yeah i know some people you know that would that would call some drama and they'd watch it or whatever but that doesn't appeal to me like i'd rather know what a good movie is right yeah and i've heard it is pretty good I just, you know. Apparently it is. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it either. But yeah. but anyway, I, that's only, you know, sort of rom-com like this that, you know, has happened recently. Everything else yeah. is definitely straight to Netflix and usually bad. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Which a lot of rom-coms in the 2000s were bad. And, you, you know, you'd have one good one every five of them or whatever, you know. They, they just came out with so many. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I, in my mind, 27 Dresses is so good. Mm. And then I was just scrolling through like the recommended ones on amazon prime that one's good and then also 13 going on 30 is so good yeah Princess Diaries is good but i don't know if i'd consider that a rom-com i feel like i don't it's know more if 13 so going on 30 age. is a rom-com it's more of a coming of age story coming of age, yeah. yeah that one's coming of age i'd say maybe a little bit rom-com but i think yeah mostly coming of age and i then, would argue this one's not even a rom-com there's not much calm in this it's really just a did, drama did they intend for it to be comedic <laughs> they label it a rom-com but there's not really any jokes in this there's like a couple but it's really just like i don't know it's supposed to be a drama that, yeah that's a good point i don't really know where the, the jokes were coming in does yeah. that mean i don't know but no it, what, i don't think funny? i don't think it was supposed to be funny i mean there's some like light-hearted moments but yeah. not like it's not a comedy not in the same way that like like uh bride wars like that one there's a lot of like funny things yeah. to it i guess like yeah. actual jokes and like slapstick like crazy circumstances or whatever sitcom but like, yeah, I guess not in the same way. This one definitely not in the same way. This yeah. movie is set where, um, and sorry for our screen, it's going to keep freezing like it always does. <laughs> Maybe it'll start again at some point. I'll, I'll work on it in a second. But this movie um, kind of categorizes itself into chapters. And the way it breaks up these chapters is it will like cut to an interview style 
moment with some random people in the city and they're giving their thoughts on dating. And hmm. that part to me, there are some funny moments in that because the yeah. characters, those characters are likable because they're kind of, they seem more real. Yeah. Um, and that's the only really comedy part I could find in this. And I wouldn't call that necessarily a comedy, but I just call it like, so there was a couple funny moments in that. Yeah, I guess I didn't even think about that. Like when I was younger, like why do they even include that? Is this supposed to be like in their world is this supposed to be a documentary that someone's putting on well it almost seems that way because at the like uh at the end of the movie they interview all the characters yeah so i don't don't know know. that if i think about that for too long it's gonna make my brain hurt it's gonna get too confusing but i don't know i think i don't really know why they added that if not if that is not the case like why are we doing this i think this was wasn't supposed to be a true rom-com this was supposed to be sort of a, a more of a, a a drama and then they just slapped rom-com on it so more people to come and watch it i think I you're missed probably right yeah you're probably because right it, uh it's it doesn't have really have that rom-com feel to it in the way that i think you're many right. others do. but for some reason when i was sick in the sixth grade me and my friend reagan we love this movie I don't really know why. Yeah. Maybe it, I, I think I had to learn baseline relationship rules because a lot of this was news to me back then, which I've yeah. never been in a relationship. Well, so, the, you know, but. well, we won't dive too deep into it, but the movie starts out with a little girl on the playground getting bullied by a boy yeah. pretty harshly, pushed down, and he says, like, you're made of poo or something. <laughs> and she goes and cries, and the mom comforts her by saying, oh, well, he just said that because he has a crush on you. Which is the worst advice we're told. The yeah. worst advice. And yeah. I think that was a good message because then it goes into this whole thing about like, oh, well, this is how that forms a woman's perception of right. herself and of the world and of men. And that that's not right. And that, you know, even if that was that boy's intention, instead of saying, oh, well, that just means he likes you. Maybe just say, well, this is how you should deal with bullies. Yeah. And do the, you know, yeah. Um, because that can that can be a little warping, and that's why you know, yeah, it, it definitely is. Because we're taught, even even in like elementary school and middle school, it's like if he's mean to you, that means he actually likes you. Yeah, and then you st- and then you keep that thought until you're like, you know, in like high school, and then like yeah. if you know someone treats you terribly, it's like oh, it's because he just he really loves me. You know? Yeah, and that's why, what they why show. are we taught that? They'll, they'll, terrible. They show you know somebody breaking up, and her friends are confronting this random girl, saying like, "Well, he only broke up with you because he likes you so much, or you're too perfect. Or he was like, scared. He's not ready for a relationship. Yeah, and or it's he's like never been in one. You know, like stuff like that. I think that message that you don't need to make excuses for someone else to console somebody. I think that's a good message, and right. I think they do a pretty good job of that, except for there's one like maybe racist moment where they go to like they show how that same thing is used all over the world and they're in like af some vague african yeah, little hut little and she's like i he must have lost my hut number that was a little weird yeah that yeah. was a little weird but uh the rest of it you know <laughs> gonna ignore that part yeah. that was really strange <laughs> yeah uh on rotten tomatoes this film has an approval rating of just 41 percent from critics based on 169 reviews with an average rating of 5.2 out of 10 now of course people you know who cares about rotten tomatoes that kind of thing but yeah um that's what it is and the way rotten tomatoes works for people who don't know it's not just uh did you like this movie did you not like this movie it is it takes each person's review and it will um decide if the review is mostly positive or mostly negative and that is the percentage so 41 percent of people had something positive to to say about this movie not necessarily that they liked it um, well, what was the people's percent? Do you know? 
Uh, I don't have it here. It's on my notes. But on Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 47 out of 100 based on 32 reviews indicating mixed or average reviews. Audiences. So this would be more audience score right yeah. here. Audiences surveyed by Cinema Score gave the film a grade B plus on a scale of A to F. So audiences seem to like it more than critics. Um, I didn't like this. <laughs> I didn't like this at all. I thought at first, that first opening, I think is pretty strong outside of the weird racist part. Yeah. I thought that I was like, oh, yeah, this is charming. I remember this. And it immediately kind of falls apart after that. I think I think the only reason that I kind of appreciated it was because like I've it's very nostalgic, which is the whole point of all this, you know, very yeah. nostalgic for that time of my life. But watching it now as a full grown person, mostly grown person, like there's just so many bad things about it. Not even just like a movie in general, but like just what they're like saying about relationships in general. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So bad. Um, so there are four main storylines, like we said. So the way we're going to talk about this movie is we're going to break it down by the storyline. I'll start out talking about, the characters involved in this storyline who they're played by and then while we'll go in each each storyline has like two paragraphs so we'll yeah. read them and talk about them yeah um so this first storyline this is uh jennifer goodwin plays gg phillips connor is played by uh kevin Connolly, and justin long plays alex so mm -hmm. this is the the alex connor gg storyline uh, in Baltimore, Gigi reportedly misreads the romantic interests of her dates. Uh, following a, temp a tepid date with real estate agent Connor Berry, Gigi is befriended by bar owner Alex, who suggests she mis uh, misinterprets romantic signals. As their friendship continues, Gigi interprets his helpfulness as a sign he is attracted to her, but Alex rebuffs her, uh, chastising her for ignoring his advice. As Gigi moves on from Alex, he realizes he is in love with her. After leaving several unanswered messages, Alex arrives at Gigi's apartment after she returns from a pleasant date and declares his love, and uh, they end up kissing. Now, I think she is the most likable actress in this movie for me. I think yeah. her performance is good with, with how little interesting stuff she has to do because they make her character really dumb and like it's and so ignorant bad and it's like so um, just yeah. so bad at reading it's so awkward and quirky but she still is able to like shine through that and i think she's really good in this yeah i agree um, she's probably the best part of this him or no her and alex yeah. like they them together is the best part about this i would yeah. say yeah um alex I like his character. In some moments, they write him really well where he's like, look, I'm the only person that's going to that's being straight with you about this. Yeah. He doesn't like you. He doesn't. We got some issues here. He doesn't like you. He doesn't want to be with you. That kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, other times he, they make him too smug and like smart and he can just look across the bar and, and read people and if they're into each other or not. I and that part's a, annoying. That part is just like, give me a break. Like yeah. no one can. That's not real life. Like, that's just straight up not real life. No one can do that, yeah, you know. But right. I think the reason, I guess, they give is because he's just such this, like, womanizer or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and that's how he's kind of supposed to be portrayed as yeah. this kind of womanizer. Which is interesting. It's yeah. definitely a choice. Um, I know you love a good um, friends to relationship story. So what did you think of their... Did you say they have the best relationship in this or best story? I Personally, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the others are all pretty depressing. So let's they get are. it. All of the other ones are. It's so crazy. Yeah, like I did not remember. Like obviously, like me in sixth grade would not have like really comprehended all of this and like yeah. the complexities. But like I didn't know that there was like a a fair story. I didn't know that there was like 
someone that was online dating and then like there was just so much in this that like i just went over you know just went right over my head it's crazy yeah we'll talk about the affair story next see if i can get this together here with where we're at um i'm gonna have to just get an hdmi cord <laughs> to be able to uh to do this correctly because it's just it's yeah. killing me over here yeah um i guess it's working now yeah we'll see okay but the affair story so let's talk about that and um I don't know. Just deal with it. Sorry if it's not working. <laughs> it's all good. I'll try to have it fixed by the next episode. Yeah. Um. So the next story, Scarlett Johansson plays Anna. Uh, Bradley Cooper plays Ben and Jennifer Cooley plays Janine. Now, the way these characters relate is Ben and Janine, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer uh, Cooley, they are married mm-hmm. in this. So um, is it Jennifer Cooley or Connolly? I think it's Jennifer Connolly. I think is what I'm saying. It might say be here. Connolly. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but they're married and Scarlett Johansson, a young 24 year old Scarlett Johansson pops up and she, um, she is just in- incredibly, um, horny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she, like, <laughs> she's just throwing herself at this man and, who um, she know who like she finds out is definitely married. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't deter her in the slightest, which is just absolutely insane. And like, <sighs> I feel like that is very topical for like a lot of people because, well, I don't know, at least on TikTok, I guess. But, like, yeah. Hippo was like, yeah, like he's definitely going to leave his wife for me, this, that, and the other. And it's just like, it that never happens. Everybody knows somebody like that or has, you know, or knows somebody that has been like that. Yeah. Um, and and ha- yeah, that's yeah. her entire character. And even if that, ha- yeah, which is really unfortunate, but even if, even if Bradley Cooper were to leave, you know, his wife for her, like, how, how you get them is how you lose them you know so yeah. like but it's just sad like i guess he's supposed to be what 35 or whatever so i don't know how old he's supposed to be in the movie in real life he was 34 and they filmed this she was 24 oh. and oh. that's that's definitely like an aspect that's intentional in this because yeah. he's like helping her with her new career she's the new young hot girl and he's tired the of singer. his old yeah. his old haggity 30 year old wife or whatever that's just you know, who's just an honestly an innocent bystander in all this yes she that's so pitiful okay so let's talk about it so G, uh, Gigi's co-worker janine uh gunders obsesses over her home renovations while her husband ben becomes attracted to anna marks a yoga instructor and aspiring singer ben and anna pursue a, a flirtatious friendship under the pretense of him helping her establish a singing career ben reveals that he only married janine after she de- uh, delivered an ultimatum uh, saying that sh- uh, sh- they should marry or break up. Ben agrees mm. to only be friends with Anna, but she continues her pursuit until they sleep together. And she pursues this man. Truly. Um, like, just, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's kind of insane. They made it to the grocery store innocent enough, and then they kind of hit it off talking in the parking lot. He walks back to the car where his friend's at, and the friend's like, what, what was up with that? And he's like, just potential client. Can I not have female friends? Oh, uh, like, as soon yeah, as you okay. say that phrase, can I not have friends anymore? That's yeah. how you know. Yeah, you know you, I mean? yeah, you got a cheater. If yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's so pitiful. Um, yeah, I don't it's know. It's just so much. Like, there's so much to unpack with this. It's like kind of insane. Like, he basically gave her, or he gave her a shut up ring, is what it was. Yeah. Like, because he's like, oh, I dated her for so long. I'm kind of an asshole if I don't date her or don't marry her. Right. And it's just so crazy. It really is. Like, this whole dynamic is insane. Um. So. And he still sleeps with her, too. Like, doesn't give a, doesn't give a single. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That, that was wild. Yeah. It doesn't. Look, uh, it doesn't take a lot of convincing to get him to. It really. None. He convinces himself, if anything. 
um he tries to convince himself that it's okay yeah because he wants to but he's trying to like rationalize it yeah yeah uh, finding cigarette butts hidden in the backyard, Janine accuses Ben of smoking again, citing her father's death from lung cancer for her anger. Ben blames the workmen at uh, their house. During a tense home improvement shopping trip, Ben confesses his infidelity. Devastated, Janine blames herself and wants to save their marriage. Ben seems less enthusiastic. So she, <sighs> the scene, <laughs> they're in a Home Depot shopping and she's walking away because they get she she suspects that he's still lying about the cigarettes she yeah. has no idea about an affair yeah um and he shows some like f- f- uh laminate flooring and he's like you look at that it looks almost like the real wood and she's like well i want real wood and he's like it's the same thing and she's like that's not what matters and she walks away she's basically getting at like i know you're lying about something but i'm gonna be petty about it and not say that you are right and he's just like i had an affair in the middle of home depot yells it out i could not even imagine that like and then she's like are you saying this so i don't like make a scene in public space or and whatever 100 percent, yeah. he is and he's like no i'm not but i think even if it's subconscious that's what he did Ugh, so uncomfortable like yeah. why would you say it then like that's so insane that's so crazy and then what bothered me is not only that she blamed herself because that's a crazy take but then also to like for her to not be as mad about that as she is about the like the cigarettes yeah she never asked like who the woman is she never asked any never asked any details at all um yeah and, and immediately is just like well do you not want to work this out and you can tell he doesn't but he's like yeah of course i do She's well like, like yeah. i don't know why she did that's yeah. annoying like she like he was fully ready to move out because he was like yeah like what's his face neil says i could go stay on the boat you know somehow he knows him yeah from the other storyline and and she's like what do you mean are you leaving why why aren't you telling him to leave yeah. <laughs> why are you not agreeing to that yeah you want to stay together like i don't know like that is so insane honestly so later so desperate yeah anyway whatever later anna and ben begin uh, having sex in his office and he strips her to her lingerie they are interrupted by his wife janine who arrives hoping to spice up their marriage forced to hide in a closet and listen as ben and janine uh, hook up Anna afterward leaves in disgust, ending her affair with Ben. And that scene is actually, they do a good job of making that tense because it yeah. is like, it is awkward and tense. And Scarlett Johansson's hiding in the closet. Yeah. And they were just hooking up. Now he's hooking up with his wife. And it's, that is a, that is probably the most well executed scene in this because yeah. it, you do feel that tenseness and like that awkwardness and that like fear right, that, right, uh, right. that both of them would be having, you know? I just, it was just so bad overall. Like, and, and Scarlett Johansson left so soon after the wife left. Like, she definitely yeah. would have seen you walk out of there. Yeah. You and, didn't want to wait a little and bit. I don't know how long uh, they were in there, but yeah. she definitely had time to, like, pull up her dress over her. But they were like, well, Scarlett Johansson, young Scarlett Johansson. That, we got to leave her mostly naked. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> keeping things out. Yeah. <laughs> This makes no sense uh, and then it it's so crazy for them to describe like hooking up with your wife what do you mean you know <laughs> yeah. that's quite that's pretty crazy but i don't know or, yeah I want me to change it to making love <laughs> i wouldn't consider what they did as that though no i wouldn't either no. <laughs> Uh, as janine tidies up ben's clothes at home she discovers a pack of cigarettes and explodes in anger when Ben returns home, Janine is gone, leaving his clothes folded on the staircase with a carton of cigarettes and a note asking for a divorce. Janine moves into an apartment to restart her life, and Anna is seen performing at an upscale nightclub. Alone, Ben buys beer at the same supermarket where he met Anna. Um, you know what? I think this is honestly a happy ending just for the wife. 
Yes. Just for her. Yeah, it's a which pretty, is how it should be. Pretty yeah. downer ending for the husband and the and, Anne. and Scarlett Johansson yeah. Anna. Yeah. Um, which good. I wanted yeah. I wanted uh, um, Ben to end sad. Yeah, because he's a asshole. Yeah, yeah, like that's really. <laughs> yeah. I don't know his whole storyline. Like he, he is not redeemable at all. No, yeah, and they and didn't. He's, they didn't attempt to. No. They're just like, no, he's he's yeah. Which is fine because yeah. like there's other good characters, but like yeah, uh, the only Janine is the one that deserved the happy ending, and she got it, and good for her. Yeah, because the whole movie like that man does not like her. No. The whole movie, whole he's like, like I can't believe I got married. Oh, yeah, do I want to be married? Because like Neil's like, who wants to be married? Yeah, we'll and talk. Then, we'll talk about who Neil is in a little bit. Yeah, yeah I haven't got to him yet. But. And he's like. I don't even know what he said. He was just like, no one does. Maybe that's just you. Yeah. You mean you mean to tell me not a single man <laughs> wants to ever be married? There are so many men who want love being married, would love to be married. You know, it's yeah. But that's that was a, a crazy but, take. But that is a man thing to say. I can't tell it you how totally many men is. I've heard, you know, say that. And it's all believe that. It's, that's so it. And that bothers me so yeah. much because it's like, just don't be married. Then. Yeah, nobody's making you. No one is making you. Yeah. Like <laughs> Leave these women alone. Okay, so, the, so next, crazy. the next storyline is Connor, Anna, and Mary. So uh, just to refresh her here, Connor is, um, who, who plays, that's Justin Long. No. no. Um, Kevin Connolly yeah. plays Connor. See, there's so many people, it's hard to keep up. Exactly. Um, Anna is Scarlett Johansson, and Mary is played by Drew Barrymore. Right. So uh, Anna. Favorite. Yeah, so Anna favorite Scarlett talk, Johansson. Talk show host, anyway. <laughs> Uh, she enjoys a close friendship with Alex's friend Connor. Though Anna wants a casual relationship, Connor uh, misinterprets her playful attention as romantic interest. Uh, Anna's friend Mary Harris works in advertising sales for a local uh, gay newspaper and helps Connor promote his real estate business. Like Gigi, she meets many men, mostly online, but despite consistent, uh, constantly monitoring her emails, pager phone, and MySpace messages, her dates go nowhere. Uh, while Connor attempts to cultivate a gay uh, clientele, two men explain how he is going wrong with Anna. Taking their uh, advice, Connor de- uh, declares his love to Anna. Feeling vulnerable after uh, her falling out with Ben, Anna agrees to a more serious relationship. When Connor later proposes buying a house and moving in together, Anna admits she does not want to, in- uh, does not want to, and they return to just being friends. Mary later runs into Connor, recognizing him from his ad photo and having only spoken to him over the phone. They hit it off and start dating. You know, poor Connor. You know what I mean? Like he, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to admit this, but I feel like I've known people like that. You know what I mean? That are oh. so desperate. Oh, and yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like desperate for someone's attention, I guess. I also you know? think it doesn't matter who you are. At some point, you have felt that way to an extent. That's so true. Not the extent that this 35-year-old man does, uh, where he's asking someone to move into his house immediately after uh, becoming their boyfriend. That's a crazy take, yeah. That's a but crazy, I, take. I think everybody at some point has felt desperate and not wanted. I and, absolutely have to, yeah. yeah. So I can I can definitely relate to that also. But but uh, yeah, I mean, just absolutely. It's, it, it's messed up for Scarlett Johansson slash Anna to have agreed 
to date him if she didn't actually want to do all these things with him. Yeah. Like, that's kind of wild. But it's also wild for Connor to be like, I'm not going to buy this house until you want to. Unless you want to. That's a crazy thing. To, that is so much pressure to put on someone. Yeah. Like, yeah. like maybe you like it and then you buy it. And then later, like if for some reason later on, you know, you guys stay together, then you can go from there. But it's, it's absolutely insane to like right out the gate be like, I'm not buying it unless you like it. Yeah. I know we just got together and I know it took a while because you strung me along. But <laughs> unless you like this house, I won't buy it. Yeah. Pretty wild. That's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. And then yeah. the, the last storyline between Neil and Beth, Ben Affleck plays Neil, Jennifer Aniston plays Beth. Um, so Gigi's co-worker Beth Murphy lives with her boyfriend Neil, a friend of Ben's. After seven years together, Ben wants to get married, but Neil um, opposes marriage. He does not want to get married. Uh, Gigi announces she will no longer misinterpret vague gestures and comments and says that men who delay marrying like would never intend to. This spurs uh, Beth to confront Neil, who uh, remains adamant that he never wants to marry, and she breaks up with him. Uh, we all know guys like this too. Who's like, I don't believe in marriage. It's you just, know? And, I, and like, I roll like my eyes so hard at that. Like, I just, yeah. first of all, yikes! You know what, yeah. what's what's really behind that? Why are you saying that? Like, do you just not like to commit to anyone? Like, well, they they hit the nail on the head with this because one character says they're like, well, yeah, a lot of guys say that, and then they break up, they meet some hot twenty four year old, and they're, they're married in six months. Exactly, and yeah. that's true. And my experience of every guy I've ever known that's like, oh yeah, marriage isn't that's not natural they end up getting married to some like young girl impressionable girl exactly. immediately and and like i see i feel like i see this all the time on tiktok because i'm on toxic relationship tiktok it's like there's that one girl who like had given who had like got with the or been with this guy for however long and had two kids with him and you know they have a house together and everything but yeah. still hasn't proposed to her and she's like i gave him an ultimatum at the end of the year if he hadn't proposed i was gonna leave and of course he's like i'm not doing it on your timeline this that and the other yeah. clearly is not going to right and, and it's just it's you know they hit it right on the head with that it's like that's so common i feel like for people i don't know how old she's supposed to be but like people in their like 20s like because yeah. you've been together for so long and i mean you're exactly right they're exactly right if you know it's been seven years what do you mean seven years you're still boyfriend girlfriend yeah and crazy like, it's different if but if neither of you wants to get married then why would you then don't that's, that's, that's fine different. yeah you know, one of you does i don't care if anybody gets married i don't care what you do yeah but like yeah it <laughs> that's at least something you should be up front of at the beginning of the relationship and be like hey i'm not wanting to get married not only to save that person but yeah. to save yourself some headache yeah. because you'll end up in an ultimatum too and you're yeah, not gonna want that either so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know just I don't know like the whole concept in general is just like so frustrating because it's usually the men that are like I don't want to be married like yeah and then the ones that are worse than this is the ones that are like men aren't supposed to be like monogamous like we can't be tied down I, like, oh my I God. told you this the other day I had a shower thought and um but it was you see you see you hear people like this every once in a while you'll you'll meet some jerk but you'll also hear like idiot men on tiktok like the alpha male guys be yeah. like they're like well it's not natural in the animal kingdom to be with just one person it actually is for like every single intelligent animal it is like yeah. all of them like they yeah. all mate for life yeah. like these smart ones wolves all like alpha males are like yeah i'm the alpha wolf they mate for life they yeah. pick one thing and they make for life rabbit rabbits like almost all birds like penguins almost every intelligent animal dolphin they all mate for life yeah and even even if that wasn't true yeah like even if it wasn't true 
you we're supposed to be like animals like we don't have emotional intelligence and like uh, like emotional connections with people like you you want us to be like dogs and just you know everything you know what i mean (laughs) like it's so crazy to make that connection like we're just like mindless like animals you know what i mean yeah like yeah yeah. I, i mean they're if an if an alien if an alien visited our world they would decipher us from the rest of the animal kingdom. Yeah. We we may share the same genetic lineup and you know we may be animals you know in the most broadest term. Yeah. But there is a clear difference. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know like that. I don't know. I I feel so bad for like women in that position of like wanting to be married so bad and like they do all the wifely duties and yeah. and everything that is good and they you know what i mean and then the husband or you know i guess boyfriend actually they're just like no i'm actually not gonna get you know be married to you at all like people will have six kids with one person and still not have a ring and not and that's not even to say there's like a whole whole thing with that it's not even to say you definitely have to be married before kids whatever whatever but if you do and you still have multiple kids with someone like why would they then give you a ring at that point? Like just yeah. because for, in their mind they wouldn't give you a ring. I but. think for most people it doesn't matter the timeline of how things happen or when they happen as long as you're on the same page. Exactly. But once you're off that page, that's going to obviously cause a lot of issues. Yeah. You know? And I don't think you should have to like you shouldn't convince yourself that eventually. Yeah. You know he'll give you a ring eventually after seven years. Th- that man is not giving you a ring. Yeah. And that's what pisses me off so bad about this storyline. It's just not realistic at all. Well, uh, yeah. At the end, I guess. Well, it's not I'm realistic because who would who would date Jennifer Aniston for seven years and not, and not propose? <laughs> but also, this is the storyline that gets the least amount of screen time. I feel I don't I don't have the numbers, but I, like I feel like yeah. this. And there's a we'll talk about why we think that in a minute. But yeah. let's finish it up real quick. Preparations for her younger sister's wedding reopened the issue after Beth hears backhanded comments from various family members during the reception. Her father Ken suffers a heart attack. Beth cares for him as he recuperates at home while her sisters wallow and their husbands remain glued to the televisions with constant takeout food while refusing to help at all. Beth's patience uh, wanes as the household grows more dysfunctional and the chores start to pile up. However, just when she's about to snap, she is shocked to find Neil, who learned uh, of her father's heart attack and rushed over, finishing the dishes in a now clean kitchen, done the laundry and restocked the fridge. They reconcile while uh, with Beth. Beth assuring Neil that she wants him back without being married. Neil later proposes and they wed aboard his sailboat. I'm rolling my eyes about so many of these things. First of all, what do you mean he just showed up and they did a few chores <laughs> that he should have already done? That's all it took to get him back. Yeah. Yeah, chores that he should have been doing previously. Well, it wasn't his house. I guess. I guess so he's, just yeah. like, it's a nice thing we... for him to do, but it, it seems like that shouldn't be what convinces you to get back with him. I agree. Yeah. What do you mean? That's all it took. <laughs> That's so annoying. And oh also for God. her to be like, she, the lesson she learns, which I think is not a good lesson, yeah. is, well, you're right. You were more of a husband to me than these guys are to my sister. So I should be grateful. And I don't think that's a good lesson to learn. That has a terrible takeaway from that. Yeah. Like, what do you like? She's like, yeah. Like whenever she's like, I want to get back with you. Like she ends up being like, you're more of a husband to me, not 
being married than like they ever were which i understand what she's getting at but no it's not you true. he's not your husband you obviously wanted to be married why are you going back yeah. on that and you you shouldn't have to be grateful for not getting something that you want so badly yeah like yeah. it's so ridiculous like that would just never happen yeah straight up it just never would happen well i don't know i feel like stuff like this happens all the time but, but i don't know it shouldn't I, in happen. my mind i yeah. guess for me i would just never do that but like it's a bad lesson to put in a movie for for it young totally people for young yeah. girls especially yeah um but yeah the reason that i say this storyline gets the least amount of time is because we don't see what changes ben affleck's mind yeah we don't did see, we miss a scene like yeah, what's going on we don't here? see why he decides okay now i'm on board with marriage he never yeah. he never has a conversation with somebody about it he never like learns a thing on his own they just kind of shoehorn it in at the, at the ending like why does he now propose that makes yeah no sense. why now does he want to yeah was it just a, a a power thing he just wanted her to submit and then once she did he was okay with like, it that's weird the, that's the whole weird. this whole this ending was not well put together executed at all yeah like yeah. because like either either like we missed a scene and then they i don't know why they would take it out because that's critical like information yeah or they thought yeah like you're saying like maybe she had to be like i actually don't want to get married anymore and then gives her a ring like that's weird power play like very strange yeah, yeah. either way not good um not good usually i'll do the fashion for the beginning but because we had so many characters to get around and i needed people to understand what they are now we'll talk about what did you think about the fashion in this movie <laughs> i think i said it a few times it, it, it's the most mid 2010s like fashion you've ever seen it's giving like business casual everyone shows up to a part first of all that party scene everyone first of all, so many people there yeah I, how do they have that many friends <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what they're doing but yeah. anyway everyone's in business well casual. that one guy's a bartender so he probably just May, a bunch i guess of that's it yeah a lot but, of worker co-workers and stuff yeah or employees yeah but but anyway yeah like Gigi, she had worn this strapless dress with like a belt at the at the waistline and like a, a mini shawl that's the most 2009 thing ever like that specifically yeah. and then like the bridesmaids dresses for like the little sister's wedding um very 2009 yeah like it was like strapless and then it wasn't even floor length it was like below the knee i was like this is insane yeah <laughs> like and i think that was really oh and then the scene where alex is like talking to this hot girl who like apparently plays games or whatever yeah um she had a which that character wasn't even a big deal but that made me mad too because she's like supposed to be this hot girl plays games and then she's like all right bro yeah, catch a layer yeah like <laughs> give me a break she's that may be bad but anyway um yeah she had like just a t-shirt or no a tank top on and like low-rise jeans and then yeah. like the chunkiest necklace you ever seen so it was definitely a lot of mid-2010s fashion and i was a victim of this oh yeah we all I, were, yeah we? i had the colored shorts and whatnot you know? <laughs> Um, it was crazy yeah a so wild time. the way this movie ends though while it's playing the credits is it has interview style questions with the characters in the movie yeah not the actors like them as the, the characters, characters which yeah. implies this entire thing was a documentary i guess i have no idea <laughs> but it's not it's not shot as a documentary until the ending I have no idea. So and, and then, like, every now and then, like, you're talking about, like, those interviews. Because like, why else would very... they be interviewed? Because they're asking specific stuff about the story. I have no idea. Unless... Like, I cannot wrap my head around There's it. two things it could be. Either, uh, one, it, it's a documentary and it's just shot like a movie. Yeah. Or two, this happened and then they got the, the people in this world to play themselves in a movie. <laughs> i cannot like i literally cannot 
Why would they do that? I don't know. It's so why confusing. Would, why would they not just like, like you know, come up with scenes about yeah. it? Like, Who's why... doing the interview? Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. <sighs> that that felt very lazy. They obviously like it doesn't make sense because I don't think they planned to do that. They yeah. they had to think of a way to like tell what would happen after the movie. Yeah, like, after the that's story. exactly that. And I, but like, why do it like that? It's so crazy. Like, who was interviewing them? Who was filming? What? I don't know. There's so many questions. So the DVD and Blu-ray disc was released on June 2nd, 2009. The Blu-ray version of the release includes a digital copy. It has grossed 26,350,000 in U.S. DVD sales. The film was sold to uh, E, the the brand E exclamation mark. I don't know how you actually say that. It's e Network, yeah. Okay, E Network yeah. for 41% of the film's domestic box office. Uh, or 3.6 million for television broadcasts after the opportunity uh, passed for the USA Network and HBO to pick it up. Um, I don't. I haven't ever seen this on TV. So I f- this is definitely one of those movies that's on TV. I feel it like is. yeah, like it's 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 one of them. Mm. Yeah, that comes on a lot for sure, especially on E Network because it's like catered to like that. Basically, me, my demographic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I don't want to watch a lot of E network. I guess yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Because E used to have like the Kardashians and they have every like reality TV, every housewife okay. show. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely, that's why. Um, well, let's do some IMDb trivia if you don't mind. <laughs> we don't have a lot. So, okay. um, Teresa Russell filmed two scenes as Anna's or Scarlett Johansson's mother, Maya, but both scenes were deleted from the final film. These scenes are available on the DVD special feature. So we'll have to check that out. That's all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who is Teresa Russell? An actress. You know, you know, I'm bad about Hold names. On, I, can, I can tell you exactly what all she's in right here. I've got her MD pulled up. Oh, period. She's in, um, she's in Spider-Man three, um, which she? we watched last week. Yeah, let's see who she plays. She plays Emma Marco, so the wife of Flint Marco. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. Tied it in with Spider Man. Oh, you can't escape. Oh you can't escape Toby Maguire. I want to so bad. Uh, Jennifer Connolly. It is Jennifer Connolly. So I thought. Yeah. Uh, she plays a character whose father died of cancer. In real life, her actual father was dying of cancer at the time and passed before this film was released. So that's pretty sad. That is actually crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I guess you could, you know, be able to channel that real anger and emotion that's horrible though I hate yeah that. true uh jennifer goodwin and justin long also appeared together on ed 2000 what hold <laughs> on <laughs> uh both bradley cooper and chris christopherson have both starred in rendition of a star is born chris uh, christopherson starred in a star is born in 1976 bradley cooper of course uh, starred wrote and produced and directed a star is born in 2018 he produced it and wrote it and directed it and started it interesting yeah i wonder i don't know i feel weird about like people that they are directing a movie and then they also star in it uh well that movie's by all accounts great i've never seen it but people really liked it yeah, yeah. i don't know what this movie is oh it's a tv series yeah i've never heard of that ed i've never heard of it uh sasha alexander plays jennifer aniston's sister in the film she also guest starred on an episode of friends in 1994 uh dur- or no during season eight Alexander also guest starred in season four of Dawson's Creek in 1998, one year before uh, Busy Phillips joined the cast. Wait, who? Sasha Alexander. You know, I'm really bad about names. I have to look this up. When Justin Long was watching the hockey game, the voiceover makes a play-by-play mentioning the Terps, um, the mascot for the University of Maryland. Yet when the television is on screen, the two teams are uh, NIA and UND. Neither are abbreviations for Maryland. 
So I just threw that in there. Interesting. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson and Bradley Cooper later starred together in Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. He's the voice of Rocket. And like, she's, of course, Black Widow. Yeah, they starred together. <laughs> as in Bradley Cooper was the voice of a rat or a raccoon. <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, I've never seen Bradley Cooper in a single Avengers movie. Yeah, he's there. That's he's annoying. The oh my god! Um, this cast includes two Oscar winners: Ben Affleck, Jennifer Connelly, and three nominees: Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson, and Chris Christopherson. Was this what they got an Oscar for? This no, movie? no, <laughs> no. Uh, and last one: when Connor shows Anna the house, she is excited. Uh, she is excited about the pull-out ironing board. This is a reference to when Scarlett Johansson's character does the same thing in Ghost World 2001. Wait, what? Scarlett Johansson's character? Yeah. She's Anna? excited about a yeah. She's excited about a, a pull-out ironing board, and she also is. It's like a reference to the same thing in uh, Ghost World 2001. I've never seen it. What is Ghost World? <laughs> There's so much that I'm like, it's going, I'm sorry if all these are like really popular things, but this is, I just became a person at this time. You always got to slow us down looking up a, looking up a minuscule thing. Yeah. Cause I have to know <laughs> all, all I'm seeing is just like, I guess she was in whatever ghost world 2001 is. Yeah. I have no idea what that's about, but uh, do you think this movie holds up? Um, no, <laughs> no, me neither. I, it obviously didn't hold up at the time. You know, critics didn't love it. Yeah. People seem to be a, they thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's good. It's just like, like, like I said at the beginning, it's definitely, I don't know if like, we've just come a long way, like you said, with like feminist movies, but like the, the message of a lot of this bad. We've came a Not long way. Good. I mean, imagine if like they tried to make Barbie in 2009, you know, yeah. it wouldn't been, it wouldn't have been nearly as impactful. That's true. On yeah. that level. Right. You know? So yeah, we've came a long way with this yeah. kind of thing. It, it's baby steps, you know. But I I mean, why was it, I don't know, I was going to say why was it directed by a man, but I mean, I don't think there was a single female director back then. You wouldn't, I think now you'd get a female director for a story like this. Right. Um, because it is, I mean, it is supposed to be from the 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 female lens. Like, that's what it's supposed to be. So it's, it's weird that it's not. It didn't know. do it very well at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um next week we will cap off this valentine's day duology here duology. <laughs> with uh with uh my pick which is how to lose a guy in 10 days my favorite rom-com it's a uh, wave and my second favorite yeah. for, oh no strings attached yeah no strings attached to my favorite that one's good yeah the one, but, the one with natalie portman though yeah, that's yeah. What I'm about. but i'm more interested in talking about how to lose a guy in 10 days yeah that one is way better than this one yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good one <laughs> both of those are way better than this one yeah yeah <laughs> uh but yeah we'll go with no strings attached because i think more people seen it wait say that again i said we'll go with no strings attached i mean sorry we'll go with had a list in 10 days because more people have seen it that no one is more attached. iconic like yeah. that i like no strings attached too but i feel like you know, how to lose a guy in 10 days is definitely, you know, way more yeah, iconic. Yeah. yeah so. Well, thank you everyone for listening, for coming back once again. Well, uh, we'll be back next week with that. And then we're going to take a break for a couple weeks, the rest of February. We will be out of the country. We'll so. be in Australia. We're going to yeah. be uh, in Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah. Some Taylor Swift yeah. action. <laughs> Taylor um, Swift action. <laughs> that's right. Going to go to the concert. So it's going to be fun. It should uh, be but, interesting. Yeah. But you can follow us on facebook instagram and tiktok at nuance nostalgia pod you can email us at nuance nostalgia pod at gmail.com 
You can follow me everywhere at Big More Series 6. Follow Caitlin everywhere at Caitlin Shorts. Yeah, share the post. We post all these on Facebook, uh, the full video, but also on YouTube. Uh, follow and subscribe on both of those. Tell a friend. Come give a like. All right. Thank you, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day.